when we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i would do you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last time hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 15 fast and furious number four from 2009 lap two i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and this episode is brought to you by british petroleum BP is one of the world's leading integrated oil and gas companies. They provide customers with fuel for transportation, energy for heat and light, lubricants to keep engines moving, and the petrochemicals products used to make everyday items as diverse as paints, clothes, and packaging. Shout out BP. Yeah, I I thought British Petroleum was was a good uh, sponsor today because... The Jack the Oil Tankers in the beginning of the movie? That, one, and two, we're going to have Liam... Liam and Ellie on today. It's true. Also, I was thinking, because I was wondering why they sponsored today, because, you know, in Fast and Furious 6, it's in Britain. You know what I mean? Like, it sort of makes sense for a British Petroleum to sponsor that one. But now I get it. You know, you reached out. You said, hey, look, we got some, some oil. There's some gas tankers early on. We got some special guests today. Exactly. Makes sense. Makes absolute total sense to me. I like it a lot. Thank you. Shout out British Petroleum. Did you get your gas gift card in the mail? I did get my gas gift card. I was expecting, when you said that, you know, we have this sponsor, I was expecting, like, because I'm dumb, because I'm a dumb person, I was expecting, like, actual cans of gas to show up, but then when I got just, like, this little envelope in the mail, yeah. I was like, oh, this makes way more sense. Yeah, they, you, I don't think you can send gas in the mail. You probably, so here's the thing, this has <laughs> nothing to do with, you know, what we're talking about, but I have a soda stream, and I had a canister that was, like, not, like, it sounded like it was carbonating, but it wasn't actually carbonating, and so I called them up, and they were like, oh, cool, like, no problem, we'll send you another one, which I was like, oh, I could yeah. be scamming. I'm like, I'm not, but I could be scamming, yeah. whatever. And I was like, do you want me to send the one back? She's like, oh, no, you can't mail that in the mail. I was like, oh, but like they have the permission to mail in the mail. You know yes. what I mean? Like, so I have if British Petroleum wanted to. At work because like, you know, we send biological samples and stuff. So mm-hmm. like I'm allowed to send like biologicals, not like explosives or like pressurized stuff, but I right. can send, you know, I guess there's different things. clearances, right? Yeah, there's different levels of it. My, that's my long way of saying I'm sure BP could send gas if they wanted to, but I don't know if they actually want to. A gift card is totally fine. Yes. So, like we mentioned, we have guests coming up a little bit later. We have Liam and Ellie from the Nerd on Nerd podcast. We were on their show, boy, was that like a year ago, maybe? It was about a year ago, I would say, yeah. It was in the time window between when I moved out of my apartment and when I bought my house, because I remember I recorded that episode for my parents' house. Okay. It was around the Derby Stallion time when Liam was on for Zack Attack. Liam has since been on... What episode was he on? Oh, Step Up 2, The Streets, obviously, yeah. of course. Oh, no, no, he, he wasn't on the Derby Stallion. He was on our Sharpay 2 episode. We found him because From of the, the Derby, Derby Stallion. Stallion. Yep. Long history with us and Liam. The, the Nerd on Nerd podcast, great podcast, great show. Check that out. But they will be on a little bit later. Before we get there, we have our customary pre-break things. We've got some news. Not news about the movies, not news about the actors. News about our show. News about us. Some some Joe's news. So the most exciting thing is, this is something that we've been sort of teasing for a while. We said it was going to happen way later. We are bumping this up in terms of frequency. We are now going to start releasing podcasts every two weeks, every other Tuesday. So this episode is the last one on our monthly cycle. So this is November 1st. This one comes out next Tuesday, the 6th. Our next episode will come out. So it's a couple back-to-back real quick, and then every two weeks after that, we will have a new movie. And the other thing, the important thing to note about this, we are not staggering, at least for now, not staggering the movies with pit stops. They're going to be just boom, 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 all Fast and Furious, at least through the end of lap three when Mike comes to the ride-along. The ride-along. Story, Mike Manson. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I like watching them, as we've like talked about and posted before. I watch them when they're on TV anyways. 
So, like, it's going to be fun to, like, speed it up a little bit. Bo- hit some mm-hmm. NAS, go boosting, and we're going to go a little faster now. And I'm not sure how much of a crossover audience we have between this and our two other podcasts, the Magic Mike's podcast and the Boyfriend Material podcast. We've talked about on both of those shows that we are going to bump those down to once every three months. So... If you listen to those, you've probably already heard this message. If you don't listen to those and want to check those out, they will still live on. There's going to be every three months, January, April, July, and October, with the 11 episodes of each that we have so far yeah. living on in perpetuity on our feeds. So the reason we're doing Tuesday, I, I don't know if this is, you know, we don't have to necessarily talk about this, but Joe 2, Joe Tuesday just sort of made sense to my brain. Yeah, it definitely does. That's for sure. So that's that. So that's cool. So November 6th, Tuesday, November 6th, we will have our next episode, Fast Five, with Walt Hickey, formerly of 538, which I'm really now excited of about, News. Too. It's going to be a really good episode. He was on one of our cage clubs. He was great. But then every two weeks after that, including when we do our relap recap, that will be one of those two-week episodes, too. So all good things here for Too Fast, Too Forever. The other big thing is we are now on Spotify. I don't know how you listen to this. You can listen at cageclub.me, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. You can now check it out on Spotify, too. So however you want to listen, we're trying to make it as convenient as possible for you to listen to us. Go do that thing. Yeah, exactly. Listen to that podcast. Maybe you just found it. They had to find it somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, maybe somebody told you to listen to it on Apple Podcasts. You're like, I hate this. I'd rather listen somewhere else. Go check it out on Spotify. You have every option for your listening pleasure. Another quick little bit of news. We are taking a temporary hiatus on our Instagram. So if you noticed that went away, that is just because I just, I struggled to come up with pictures to post there. So instead of looking, making us look inattentive, putting on the back burner, that will be back at some point, I think. But for now... That on works. hiatus. Yeah, so. no big deal. Just a quick little bit of note. Okay, so before we get to extracurricular activities, there are three things we want to talk about. Two things, well, like, one thing you want to talk about, one thing I want to talk about and I want to mention real quick, what? and then one thing that we've talked about, but I don't think we talked about that we're going to mention here. First thing, the one that we sort of both know about, you posted on our, on our Facebook page, Too Fast, Too Forever, the video, I think, from the official Fast and Furious channel yeah. about, like, the villains, the yes. enemies in the series, right? Yes. And I was, and you were like, hmm, this sounds like something that we did on the on the podcast not too long ago. And I was thinking, I don't think this is the case because I, I think we're still too little, but I don't think it's insane to think that if your job was to run social media for a Fast and Furious, like millions and millions of liked fan page, you would probably do a little due diligence and like see what else is out there and try to draw inspiration from things. So I don't think it's inspired crazy it? to think, I don't think this happened, but I don't think it's crazy to think that they came across our podcast and listened and then ripped off from us. I don't think that happened. I'm just think I just think it's not crazy to think that that did happen. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It was just it was very weirdly timed, right? Yeah, cuz we talked about that on the Too Fast Too Furious episode when Brian Rodriguez of the High School Supper Party came and he was we were talking about the villains there. So that was, you know, a month and a half maybe before this post went up, so not crazy to think on. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we're slowly inspiring the world. Who knows? I hope so. I would like to think so. Another really quick thing is that I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon 4 lately, and the only reason I bring that up here, aside from the fact that it's car-related, is because this whole game is set in the UK. Oh. And so what better time to talk about it than when our guests are from the UK, Liam and Ellie, coming up a little bit later. So Amen. I didn't even think about like the, the timeliness, the, the relation, the interrelation between our guests and the game, but there we go. Exactly. That's cool. I didn't know it was set in the UK. The last thing I want to talk about before we get to extracurricular activities, you told me last night that you were talking to a friend of yours, and you had an idea. Oh, I, I don't for know what if I Fast want... and Furious Nine the plot of the story could be. 
Okay, I'm just going to throw this out there because I don't know Ellie and Liam's like, exposure to these. I don't know if they've seen all right. of them, so I don't want to like ruin anything, so now's a good time to talk about it. We were talking at lunch, and we were saying the only way that we can go up from here is like, you know, Fast and Furious is always trying to one-up each other, right? Like, it's just trying to get bigger and wackier. So we said that we, we did a person becomes evil and then becomes the family, right? That's... That's like Gal Gadot. We have like that's a, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Then we had Letty leave the family and come back against the family. Then yep. in the last and one, if she leaves in this movie and comes back in six, yeah, yeah. And then we had Dom have to fight against the family, which is like that's like mm-hmm. top tier. Like we, nobody can fight against the family anymore. That's like in the family, right? right. Like right. It, it can't happen. So we said the only thing that can happen now is they have to have an evil Dom twin brother that fights the family. And it's Dom playing two people. Vin Diesel plays two characters, and he has to fight himself. I feel like that is too close to eight. It is, you think? Like, I think it's not Dom against the family, but it still feels like Dom against the family. But it's like the only person... It's like, you know when in Legend... In, like, Ocarina of Time, when you had to fight, like... What was it? Like, Shadow Link or Mirror Link or Mm -hmm. whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be like that. Like, I like the idea. I just think that they wouldn't... I think it's too close to eight. Well, I mean, well, we already had Letty do it. We were just saying, like, how can they one-up it? And this was an idea that we had, that we were like, huh, like, somebody has to play two characters at some point. There has to be somebody that plays both sides as the same person. And and we started out, we were like, maybe Tej, there's like an evil Tej that is like his twin brother Tej or like you know this we were trying to figure out how we would do that I wonder, I'm trying to think who would be a better thing I also think that sort of veers into a world of like not really magic but kind of magic or kind of like surreal I don't know yeah I don't know who would be I guess I guess if that were to happen it would have to be Dom right that's what I thought too or but this plays into the thing that we said I think we mentioned it and this was like the second part of my thought I think we said it on the documentary episode the I am Paul Walker episode we need Paul Walker's brother in the movies right as Brian right no that's what I'm saying he could come in as Paul Walker's evil brother oh okay you know and do that too well that also would play into what we talked about on the 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 watch the throne episode and a bit on our fate the furious episode where we were talking about how there's this theory going around that doesn't seem as plausible as others, but maybe it is that Cypher and Brian are brother and sister. And so that would also bring another family element there mm, okay, if we cool. have Cypher and a brother together. Makes sense. I, I just think at this point, if there is, and I hope there are more, we all hope that there are more, but if there are only going to be 10 movies in the main franchise, right? Mm-hmm. I think with two to go, I don't see them breaking up the family anymore. I think it's going to be family verse. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like That's it's going to be them against external bad guys. But, you know, I, I feel like that idea, it could work. I just, I just wonder if it's too close in weird ways to what they've already done, especially in eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And six. Yeah, I'm curious, well, yeah. though, because I, I, I don't know how they're going to top eight. Dom sure. versus the family's like, peak. Like, I, yeah. I can't imagine it getting any wackier, so. Well, what do you, the listener, think of that? Email us, family at cageclub.me. Let us know what you think. So either what you think of the idea, who could turn evil, or if you have a better idea or different idea for number nine, let us know. We'd be happy to read them on air. Yeah, definitely. Now, before we get to the mailbag, which I just referenced, we do have a segment called Extracurricular Activities, which is what's been going on. I feel like this segment, now that we're going bi-weekly, is going to be less, not impactful, but sometimes it'd be like, oh, I just didn't do anything for the last two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I feel like with a a month in between, things always happen. But 
I wrote down a couple different things. Number one, I won my fantasy baseball league, which I talked about <laughs> on here a bunch. Yeah. So congratulations. Closing the book on that one. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I also went to a roller derby match with Brian Rodriguez, who was on our Too Fast, Too Furious episode. We went to see a women's indoor, I think they're all indoor, women's indoor roller derby match. I actually saw in an outdoor Yonkers. one. You saw an outdoor one? Yeah. In Providence, Rhode Island, I saw an outdoor Very roller cool. derby. Yeah. So this was this was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he, he had one of the women in the league on his show as a guest, and she invited us, and Comp Tamman got us discounted tickets, and That's so we cool. all went there and had a good time. That was fun. And the only other thing really of note that I've done the last month is I've gone to a couple Halloween parties. There's one tonight that I'm thinking about going to Ooh. with Chris Podcast from our last episode, from our Tokyo Drift episode. So Nice. I mean, there's, there's a lot of family-related things going on in my life since we last recorded. Nothing spectacular. I didn't buy a house. I didn't take a, a fancy trip. But things going on. Oh, I think I also went to... No, I, we talked about it. I went to Austin. Yeah. That was... We talked about that last time because we talked about it with Wes. Yep. So what have, what have you been up to since in the last month or so? The main fun thing that I did is that you know that I'm a big hockey fan and hockey season has started. Yep. And so um, I hit my first Penguins game of the year. I went to Montreal. Rachel and I drove up... What was it, like, last weekend or two weekends ago? I think it was two weeks ago, yeah. I think it was two weekends ago, yeah. And we drove up to Montreal, just stayed Friday and Saturday, went to the game, had some great seats. The arena's, like, really, really strange, though. It only had, like, three bathrooms on the concourse level. It was so weird. Like, have you ever... Oh, yeah, yeah, you were telling me about this, yeah. They were huge, but, like, normally I'm used to, like, American arenas, and there's usually, like, a bathroom, like, every section or two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this was like, no, there was just like three, two, two that we found huge ones. I'm assuming that there was a third one because there was like kind of like two on one side and they were just like very, very far apart. So like when anything would end, like the period would end, you would just like have this mass exodus for the bathrooms with like thousands huh. of people. Right. It was really strange. But the arena was cool. Food was good. Uh, Penguins lost in a shootout. That sucks. But they're doing good now. So hopefully they continue cool. to do well. Yeah, that was my. I think that was my only main. Do you have any other new stadiums or new hockey cities that you want to hit this year that you are yeah. loosely or firmly planning? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do Ottawa soon. There's like a game like um, right before Thanksgiving. I think I might mm-hmm. do Ottawa, and I'm gonna maybe go visit a friend and do Tampa because they're playing on a Saturday with Rachel's work schedule. We have to do like weekend ones this year. Yep. So I'm trying to figure out like which ones will be the the best. I want to do this like two game. There's a two game California stand in January that like it's like Friday night and Saturday in like Anaheim and Los Angeles, and I want to do that one. But oh, okay, yeah. Oh, did you hear today? No, tomorrow. As we're recording this, Sunday the 28th, Los Angeles will be the first city in the history of sports. One city, Los Angeles, will host professional sports games for all four te- all four sports. So they'll have a Dodgers game, they'll host a Clippers game, they'll host a Kings game, and they have a uh, Rams game, I believe. And also, the Los Angeles Galaxy, the MLS team, is also playing there too. Wow. And so there's going to be That's five. Crazy. And so I have a friend at Sports Illustrated, and he said that they're sending – he's not going – but they're sending two writers to go to all five games. Oh, I'm so jealous! That, that would be like the coolest like thing video ever. Blog. I know, right? Yeah, that would be like the most fun day. You'd like, I don't, yeah, I don't. I wonder what the timing's like. Well, the Dodgers is probably uh, like a five thirty start. The Rams would be like a one o'clock start. I don't know. Rams can't be a one o'clock start because a one o'clock start here is like a is a four o'clock. I mean, like no, a, it's one o'clock out there because it'll be a four o'clock. Okay, be, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I'm guessing they're they're probably going to go to the World Series, and then they're the like the game, like the basketball game, might be like at a seven o'clock out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like they're only going to like. I wonder what they're going to spend the most time at. I don't know, but uh, look for that on Sports Illustrated probably in about a week and a half or two weeks. So go check that out. Amen. Uh, again, my friend's not working on it, but I think it's a really cool idea, and I am super jealous. Yeah, same. I'm super jealous that. too. Any other extracurricular activities or no? None that I can on? think of. That was my big news. Uh, our next segment is the mailbag, which you can email us family at cage me we have a couple emails today we have one from this guy adam taylor who didn't really write in yet he is a new fan so shout out adam taylor he was having difficulty his podcast app was not finding our latest episode and so oh, I, I remember this he's right? line but yeah, yeah. He's, he's been binging these so shout out adam if you want to write in family at cageclub.me let us know what you think of the movies of the shows of whatever you want to do rankings rankings of bad guys whatever you exactly. want to talk about yeah speaking of rankings we got a tweet the other day from jake keel at fake jake keel on twitter and he tweeted at cage club pod which is where we are we this show is not on twitter but our network is he said recently found too fast too forever and the argument about having a race where everyone bets 3500 this is in too fast too furious is the opening yeah. where suki is racing uh, the argument about having a race where everyone bets 3500 is wrong most street races are between two drivers, and most is for a $2,000 or $3,000 period, so to have four drivers each put in $3,500 is a big deal. So the winner would walk with ten k. Yeah. And I said, very good point. We had no idea. That's how we were talking about it. We were, like, very exactly. curious. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if any real-world races, though, would involve jumping an elevated bridge and absolutely demolishing the underside of your car. Then again, that's why we love these movies. Thanks for listening and writing. We'll discuss this in the next episode. And then he was talking about absolutely not usually they're just 10-second drag races, which, you know, getting a couple grand for 10 seconds, like, that's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, like, then you just have to put that money back into your car to win more races, so. He said he's been listening, and I told him to write in with his rankings, because he said that Too Fast, Too Furious is his favorite in the series. I was like, whoa, that's a real hot take, but we we would love to see and talk about your rankings. So he emailed in Fast and Furious rankings. Okay. Number eight. We signs this from a man who has nitrous oxide in his blood and a gas tank for a brain, so this guy gets it. He, Yeah, he's he's family. Number eight, Fate of the Furious. Only reason I like this movie is Tej and Roman love their banter. The rest of the movie is very bland to me, even though I like it more than other movies because it's these characters that I love. Which, yeah, like, we said that, yeah. as critical as I am of these movies, I still like these more than most movies just because I love this world, I love these characters, I love the actors. Yeah. Agreed. Number seven, Fast Six, which is another world's hot take. This runway. one, you know, world's longest runway. This is one that you know was my favorite in the series. That's one of your favorites. Collectively, you know, when we aggregated them all, like our favorite movie. He said, "Good movie, but mostly forgettable for me due to the villain not being the best." Which is fair. It is the lesser Shaw brother, right? That is. Yeah. Yeah. Owen Shaw. Number six, Fast and Furious, number four, the one we're talking about today. He said, last one of the series that's kind of grounded, and it's a good story. Yeah, true. Number five, Tokyo Drift. Love the side note of the series and wishes characters were brought back a little bit more to later entries, which absolutely. Bring back Twinkie. We want him back. I agree. Furious 7, number four. Solid heist movie. Action is great. Love Kurt Russell's character, and the end has me crying like a baby. Agreed on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Number three, The Fast and Furious, the OG one, really got car culture and made it mainstream again, which I think you talked about then when we talked about it the first lap or maybe even the second lap. Yeah. Number two, Fast Five, this movie brought the series to a whole new level. True. Yeah. And number one, Too Fast, Too Furious, first one I saw in theaters. Ah. And even though I know it's the worst, it's the one I enjoy the most. That's fair. Yeah. We talk about this. is This is why when we ever have guests, I always ask them, like, what is this movie to you? When did you first see it? How did you first see it? 
because I think that like that nostalgia has a huge factor in them. So I'm interested to hear about Liam and Ellie. All literally all I know about their experience with this is that Liam has a box out of the first like six or seven. Like that's yeah. all I know. Like I don't know if he likes these. I think he does, but we'll find out. We're about to find out very soon. We have one more email before we're going to go to a break. This is from Montez, Jess Montez, Jess Collins, Montez, who I don't think has written in too often to the she family. Did. She email wrote address, in to say like is... something about a she's like a gearhead. Like her dad was a oh her dad yes yeah. yes yes. I was just going to say that she's written into the other shows because she sent this email to Boyfriend Material, Zack Attack, Family, and Magic Mike. So she's spreading the love across the board. She says, I will never forget you. She says, I'm listening and not taking notes, but I'm still here quietly loving all the Cage Club family from afar. I promise I'll go back and rank your fire-ass titles very, very soon, which is a show or a game that we play on the other three episodes, the other three shows. Not on this one. Montez is here. She's still listening. Shout out, Montez. Thanks, Jess. Good to hear from you. And then you. she put in a gif of Ryan Gosling not eating his cereal, and then she says, heart forever, Montez. <laughs> so, shout out, Montez. Thank you for writing in. Again, if anyone out there wants to write in, family at cageclub.me, we will read them on air. We will read whatever you send on air right here at the top of the show. Get internet famous for a day. Don't even have to listen to the whole episode. Just write in. We will read it on air. Family at cageclub.me me on the streets our roundup wrap-up of what's going on in the movies in the actors worlds the only thing i can think of in the last month is that the rock has been training like a motherfucker getting ready for hobbs oh and shaw god i know and looks and like a cheat monster days in these cheat day meals with he's like my cheat day seven teen chocolate chip cookies with yep. peanut butter in between them and it's yep. like 3 a.m and I'm like, what yep. the fuck are you doing, dude? And it works. I mean, he looks incredible. Team Hobbs. I love The Rock. We talked about, oh, so unrelated to the show, but uh, How This Get Made just did Action Jackson, which is a Carl Weathers movie from the 80s, which is great. On that episode, they had Seth Rogen as a guest, and Seth Rogen talked about how Action Jackson, that movie, is kind of like The Rock in a lot of movies, where he's like asexual, which we talked about on this. You know, yeah, like, we he did. Just, he doesn't objectify women, but he also has no interest in like consensually, like appreciatively complimenting women. He's just like, I'm here for business. This is a job. You know, even his characters all sort of feel like that way. So it, it was just weird to hear Seth Rogen talk about something that we've talked about in a different context, but about how The Rock, there could be like a twist in terms of like, maybe his character's gay, who knows? Or maybe he's just asexual, maybe he just has no interest in Ramsey, in any of the soccer moms of Fate of Furies, in whoever, he's just here to do business. Amen. On a little segue note, I have yep. an appropriate uh, tidbit of On the Streets today, and it's okay. Gal Gadot, her secret recipe, or her secret diet, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, it's Shakushka, and it's like this Israeli kind of like paella looking thing with like Ooh. eggs and like cheese and um yeah she says like this is what she eats to stay looking so good so as the rocks eating 500 cookies she's eating you know onions peppers chili tomatoes eggs and olive oil and it's just like a kind of like a hash type thing well th- th- to be fair they're they're going for slightly different body types but <laughs> just just a little bit a little although bit they they look equally attractive both man and woman like yeah both beautiful beautiful people that jealous of both of them and admire both of them yeah so i think i'm gonna give this recipe a shot it looks pretty good so the last little thing we have on the the top here before we get to the commercial break and bring in liam and ellie new lap observations what did you notice on fast and furious number four this time that you've never seen before i noticed for the first time ever yep. and i was thinking about resident historian mike manzi when i noticed it that there is 
adds for Nas' energy drink in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, when Brian is, like, first FBI-ing in the movie, he, like, runs past the store, and there's, like, a big Nas energy drink sign. And I was like, oh, we always talk about the Nas energy drink and what it means to the series, and you don't really see it. You do see it in this movie, though, because Brian has a can, and that's oh, how he, he kills the tracker. Oh, I forgot. I didn't He's drinking Nas. I, re- I made a note of that last time. We might have mentioned it briefly, but... When Braga, who we think is Campos at that time, is scanning the cars, he's looking for bugs, looking for whatever, and he rips the thing out and dumps it in this can, and that's why back oh, in the FBI, right. the that's Department right. of Justice, they're like, he killed the tracker. He's like, no, he didn't. He's like, no, he killed the tracker. But yeah, he he, he drops it in a can of Nas. So yeah. I guess they finally got on board. They're like, oh, we should probably promote ourselves in this because... Yeah, it makes sense. So that's that. My big observation, and we will talk about this, I'm sure, later, we've talked about how this is sort of like, not like a reboot, but kind of a reset of the series. Like, it brings it back to basics. It's Dom, it's Brian, it's Mia, it's Letty for a little bit. I never really thought about how tight-knit is the wrong word, but, like, there aren't a lot of other family members. Like, in the, in the opening, we've got Rico and Tego, we've got Han, we're gonna get Giselle. Like, Giselle is here, even though she's not part of the family, but, like, it's really just the three of them. You know what I mean? Like, it is yeah. the tightest family, like, even tighter than the first one, because the first one, we have Vince Dom's and crew. Exactly. This is just really the three of them, and I was, you know, the the pictures that we use on caseclub.me for each episode, the episode art, I was trying to think, because this whole lap is like, what's the most family moment? And, like, the, the, the only one, really, is when the three of them are having dinner. Like, it's just, you know... Like exactly. There's, there's only the three of them, and they're rarely in the same scene together. Like, it, it is really just a Brian movie, or a Brian and Mia movie, or a Brian and Dom movie, or a Dom and Mia movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. I understand. It's this weird kind of type of, like, it works. Like, I think... No, when you think about this one, you're like, oh, yeah, it's, like, one where we start to get all the family, but it's really not all of them, because, like, Han leaves really quick, Rico and Tego, they're not there for very long, and you don't have Tej and Roman yet, so it's, like, it's really, really slim, slim pickings here. I agree. Exactly. And Gal is, yeah, right, Gal's not on the team, One of the things that I noticed related is that there is a great Dom and Mia scene, uh, that, I don't think we really get too many of those, but they're in the car, and Mia says, I love you to Dom, and like they have like that farewell, like, how do you say goodbye to your only brother? Like I feel like this is a really tight, like, it is family, undeniably family, it's just like a smaller, tighter family, and like, these are, these are like the core people, which I think was a conscious decision by the franchise, after having a movie where we know no one, except for Dom at the very, very end, yeah. to be like, here's the people that you love the most, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I agree. It was a good. It was a good move. Well, let us take a quick break. We will be back after these commercial messages and AKA just music. Uh, we will be back with Liam and Ellie of the Nerd on Nerd podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever. I just want to remind everyone that our sponsor today is British Petroleum. Starting in 1908 with the discovery of oil in Persia, their story has always been about transitions from coal to oil, oil to gas, from onshore to deep water, and now onwards towards a new mix of energy sources as the world moves into a lower carbon future. British Petroleum. And as we talked about before the break, uh, our sponsor went international because for the first time on this show, we are going international. We are bringing the family overseas just like Fast and Furious did last movie. They're going to do again next movie. They're going to do again (laughs) in six and eight. 
and maybe seven? I don't remember, probably seven. All of the movies. Joining us today from the Nerd on Nerd podcast, all the way from the United Kingdom, we have Liam and Ellie. Hello, Liam and Ellie. Hello. Hello. How are you two doing today? Good. Doing, we're doing good. <laughs> I was thinking about you I unintentionally. I knew we were doing this episode, but I didn't plan any of this stuff. But like last night for dinner, I ate fish and chips. This morning, I woke up and watched Premier League. And I was just like, oh my god, I was getting so... I was family getting ready from every aspect I could to talk to you guys today. Wow. Yeah. You're basically fully British at this point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's, you I just was, need like yeah. a cup of tea and you're sorted. <laughs> <laughs> a nice cup of... Yeah. Okay. I know the lingo. <laughs> So we are here today to talk about Fast and Furious number four. Before we started recording, we were talking about trying to figure out if Ellie had seen this movie before. Answer, uncertain. Not sure. Don't know. It is, in a way, like a a reboot, reset of the series. The tagline, I don't know if either of you saw the tagline for this. We talked about this in the last lap. New model, original parts. I like that tagline. Tokyo Drift, where they went overseas, all new characters, new locale people like the movie was great but i think people didn't connect to it they're like okay here we got vin we got paul we got michelle we got jordana got the characters you know the the actors you know the characters you know the place you know bring it all back new story same actors and i think this is the beginning of the ascent into you know the biggest franchise in the world correct me if i'm wrong but did tokyo drift not end with a vin diesel cameo yeah it It did did, but he's on screen for (laughs) <laughs> 15 seconds maybe it still yeah. counts it counts it still counts like if, if this was a Vin Diesel podcast you'd still be covering it oh sure absolutely and I don't yeah. know if you know this but we talked about it briefly on our Too Fast Too Furious episode they didn't know if he was going to come back for the second one so they wrote two scripts one with him one without him didn't come back I think he went and did a Riddick movie instead so Vin is sort of obviously the centerpiece of this whole franchise but even in the movies he's not in his presence is still felt is it yeah. four the first one that he like takes over like creative control? Maybe four or I don't five. know. It's one again. Of those... We've done no research. <laughs> yeah, we are not... waiting until we run out of things to talk about to do research. So <laughs> exactly, cool. that, that works Anything for me because I also have done none. To be fair, I, I I did minimal research and I watched two of the extras on the Blu-ray, which is what I had time Ooh. to do. We haven't done extras either yet, so yeah, I, I watched a gag reel, which was just not great. It was it was basically <laughs> just Paul Walker corpsing in a green screen room a lot. Okay. And then I watched uh, an extra that was all about sort of bringing a family back together, which was just lots of like fluffy talking heads saying how wonderful it was getting all the actors back and what a joy it was to work with everyone again. Okay. But isn't this film sort of like the blueprint for what would come later where they're bringing in sort of cast from previous movies, putting them together and sort of it, it very much feels like the start of like the next era of this franchise. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, this is the first time we get the family back, and, like, you start adding. You have Gal Gadot, even though she's not on the team yet. She's not part yeah. of the family. She's in it, you know, so. She's already in love with Dom. Like, yeah. multiple oh, yeah. scenes where she's like, oh, Dom. I said this to Rachel. We were watching the movie last night, and I was like, if there was ever a time in my life that I thought you were dead, but you just forgot about me, and then Gal Gadot <laughs> was super lusty after me, I promise I wouldn't tell you either. Because, like, Dom doesn't address that Gal Gadot, like, was in love with him this whole movie. Like, as soon as Letty comes back, he's like, oh, there you are. She's just part of the team now. And I'm like, I would have had the same reaction. I mean, spoilers for Ellie if she hasn't seen any more of these films. 
I mean, I haven't, but I also know that she comes back, which is, I definitely, so if I have seen Fast and Furious films before, which I, I have, I remember Tokyo Drift, it's the best Fast and the Furious film, I don't care what anyone says. Agree, no, but we agree, I agree, at least I agree. It's awesome. So I know that this, if I if I did watch more of them, this is as far as I would have got, but I, I know that Letty comes back, and then watching this film, I was like, how does she come back? Because she's killed off in this film. She's what? way dead. How yeah, do you yeah. think she comes back? I'm just assuming they do some bullshit. So no, but here, <laughs> so here's the thing I was thinking about this time around. It's kind of like Game of Thrones. Like we don't see a body. Yeah, not that we see we see the gunshot, but we don't see her get shot. Right, we see a gunshot, and that's also in a, that's also in a flashback. That's not it's in a like dom, actual. It's prime a dom footage. reenactment in his head. So it, yeah, like, it's him. It's him pulling pulling a Will Graham and Hannibal. Like, let me just recreate the crime scene. Exactly. Yeah. That's honestly the like the best scene in this film is. Dom being sort of Sherlock Holmes, and it's so just what? How? how? <laughs> I had a very Boondock Saints kind of image, like when he does the like when he uh, Willem Dafoe is standing in the doorway, and he like sees the. It was the same thing to me. I agree. Yeah. Though <laughs> you can say, so like Joe, on the one hand, you might have to explain Giselle to Letty, right? That Giselle was in love with him, but also this whole movie, like he's sort of he's simultaneously flirting, but also keeping her at an arm's distance. You know, he describes his ideal woman, and she says. That doesn't sound like me. He says it ain't. Like he's still he's still in love with Letty. That's so brutal, though, isn't it? Like what a <laughs> harsh line. But that's not as bad as the fact that in the next movie he will meet Elena, who again spoilers for later movies he has a baby with. So yeah. like being around a woman who is in love with you is one thing. Having a baby with another woman is a whole other thing. So like I don't think explaining <sighs> Giselle is as severe or dire yeah. as explaining Elena and baby. Paul or baby Brian, but <laughs> Letty brushes that off. She's like, no, I get it. So, like, I don't think she would have a problem with Giselle at all, especially since... But Giselle's, like, hanging out with them. Like, she's part of the crew now. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, that's why it's like, if you showed up in this chick and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this lusty chick that, like, hasn't left because she's in love with me just standing here, I might not want to say that. <sighs> that's what I'm thinking. But she but, is, uh, like, in this film, she's on the opposing side, right? So he's, he's maybe just like, don't sleep with the enemy. Don't sleep with the enemy, but all the enemy becomes family in the next movie basically yeah that's true Giselle becomes family Jason Statham becomes family like Jason Statham is maybe the most villainous character in the entire series and he still becomes family you know what I mean so like don't sleep with the other I don't buy that though because just wait a movie and then you'll be able to sleep with them when they're family are we gonna get a scene where Dom sleeps with uh, Jason Statham's character well let me tell you about a theory that we had oh I'm excited (laughs) wasn't it Mike Manzi's theory I think so yes go ahead we have a theory that because The Rock seems so asexual in these movies that at some point he's going to come out as the first Fast and Furious gay character, besides Suki. Doesn't he have kids? He has a daughter, but that doesn't mean anything, right? Like, okay. But we also think that like it's not gonna, he's not going to make a big thing of it because his whole character Hobbs is just business, business, Work. business. Yeah, it just feels like he's going to like we could see him saying like oh, my boyfriend or my partner or whatever, and just, and then like, just, just like, brushing by it. You know what I mean? So, But yeah, Suki is gay in two, but she's in, like... It's, strongly like, hinted. It's, there's never, like, an the outright... There's never, like, an outright saying of it, but she's, you know, mentions Tej doesn't have the parts that she needs and stuff like that, yep. so... Yeah. And she's also, like, you know, getting Rook... Uh, comfy cozy with women in that movie so yeah for sure before we go too much further yeah. into this movie we have some questions for the two of you sort of uh questions that we ask every guest try to get a gauge try to get a sense of who you are in relation to these movies cool we'll start with liam then we'll go to ellie liam are you a brian 
Or are you a Dom? I think I'm probably more of a Brian, but I want to be a Dom, which actually, thinking about it, makes me even more Brian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we haven't had that answer for this one yet, but the next question we've had that exact kind of one character but wants to be the other character. Actually, before we get here, before we go any further, how many of these movies have you two seen? I've seen all of them. All eight. Okay. Yeah. And Ellie? I don't mean to put you on the spot with a very difficult question, but <laughs> how many I've of these movies have you seen? I've either seen three of them or okay. four of them. Okay. Three or four. Okay. Which ones? One, two, three, and then maybe four before this. Okay, okay so you've seen the first half. Okay, so you oh, yeah, basically... Man. You gave up right before it turns, but right before it pivots and gets wacky. That is yeah. what I've heard. You yeah. saw the car movies. You haven't seen the action movies. Yeah. No. Because, okay, just, like, we say this all the time, but just to let you know, five is the Italian job two, literally the script of the Italian job two. That the Brazilian turned, job, yes. That they turned mm-hmm. into a Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Five so is that, my favorite. That tells you anything, yeah. I mean, I have been saying to Ellie for a while now that these films just keep improving and she should check them out, but she ignores me. Liam, what you need to do is next time you have a birthday, instead of forcing <laughs> Ellie and all of their friends to watch High School Musical for the eighth time, make them watch Fast Five and Furious Six. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I could Fury, do that. Fast and Furious Six. Like, that's your responsibility to us, to yourself, <laughs> to, to America. Ellie and your friends, to America, <laughs> to Vin Diesel. <laughs> Okay, I can't let America down. (laughs) Okay. All right, Ellie, are you a Brian or are you a Dom? I feel like I'm a Brian. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Next question. Difficult really to gauge from this movie because one of these characters is not really in the movie too much. Liam, are you a Mia or are you a Letty? Probably Mia, but again, I wouldn't want to be. Yeah, that's exactly me. I'm a Mia (laughs) who wants to be a Letty. Yeah. (laughs) But I know that I'm not. No, I'm not badass enough to be Letty. Exactly. Ellie, are you a Mia or are you a Letty? I, I think I'm a Mia, but I, I'm like a non-ashamed Mia. I'm, okay. I'm fine with being Mia. A proud Mia. Okay. Yeah. I'm a she proud seems Mia. like she's proud. She's holding the whole family together. I think Mia is the core- cornerstone of the whole thing. So yeah, everyone just rocks up, all like, "Oh, Dom's like bleeding to death again," and Mia's just like, "Don't worry, I'm on it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I don't understand about this movie, she's like, "Oh, the bullet's not in there, but there's no exit wound. Like, <laughs> where'd the bullet go?" I thought that was going to be a plot point. And I was like, "Oh, interesting!" And then it just never got brought up again. <laughs> no. So, are we to believe that he got shot and then the bullet just fell out? He, he like, he just flexed and he just or his it body out. ate the bullet. <laughs> yeah, or that. Yeah. Because he does have nitrous oxide in his blood and gas tank for a brain. Like, maybe he's also able to absorb metal and steel and become more man-machine Whoa. hybrid. Maybe. Who knows? This one. Okay, this one you can both answer. Liam, are you a Roman? Or are you a Tej? Roman from... Both from 2. From 2 Fast, 2 Furious. Are you a yeah, definitely. No, Roman, or are you a Ludicrous? Roman's annoying. So I'm going to go with... I mean, Ellie would probably say I am a Roman then, but I'm not going to admit it, so I'm going with Tej. Ellie, question for you. What are you, and then how would you describe Liam? I, so the problem is I don't remember those two characters. Okay. The way that they're introduced, Roman is sort of like a motor mouth who is from Brian's past. They were buddies. They were, you know, boys for a while ago. Then Roman got taken down in a sting. He thought Brian contributed to it. Brian didn't. And now he's part of the family. He's sort of this cocky guy who is Jokester. kind of the he's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes, but he's also like the the, the humor. Tej began as he owns a garage. He has, uh, he, he basically is like this entrepreneurial, like he hosts the events and now he is like a martial artist who's now a computer hacker and can also fire guns. <laughs> and be like a, it sounds like driver. me. But at their core, it's like a, a hardened criminal who's also kind of a goof 
or an entrepreneurial guy who sort of becomes like a jack of all trades. I mean, I, I think I think me and Liam are both Romans then, really. <laughs> okay. Oh, <fuck> off. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> also, who's who's the guy that plays Roman? Tyrese. Tyrese. And he's the one that got all bitchy with the rock on Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah, he had a whole meltdown that yeah. was yeah. Now this next question, Ellie, unfortunately you can't answer just because you don't know these characters yet. Liam, are you a Deckard or are you an Owen Shaw? Are you a Jason Statham or are you, I can't I can't pull the actor's name, are you the bad guy from 6 or the bad guy from 7? Uh, I think I'm a Jason Statham. Okay, cool. Liam, are you, do you prefer, and this is this is a plot point in this when we have the, the not Joe Dirt character makes a point about it. Liam, do you prefer American muscle or imports? In terms oh, of American course? muscle all the way. Yeah. Okay. And Ellie? Okay. Yeah, American Muscle. Now, is that a thing in the UK? Do you see, like, how often do you see these kind of cars? Like, never. Only when I watch these sorts of films. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, never in the street. That sucks. You guys, with your whole, like, all our roads are straight and we have nice grids, it's, like, designed for muscle cars, whereas yes. England, we just sort of went, oh, there's all these hills and, like, roundabouts, lakes and stuff that's just make weird, twisty roads. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you guys, like... Bad planned and thought about where your roads were going to go and we were just like what's the quickest way to get from one place to the other fuck it if there's things in the way joey you want to know how i know neither of them have been to boston before because <laughs> that yeah. place is fucked you're saying that we thought things out but we also had the idea you could also look at it like we had the mindset to like fuck it we're going to take that take down this entire forest and just like put down like a grid and you had the force to be like oh no like let's just weave a- around a mountain bend like just like let's not uh, let's not destroy nature to get places like there's, yeah. there's definitely a positive spin to it, the way that the uk laid out their roads no nah, i prefer the way you guys do it <laughs> <laughs> next question there's two more uh, unless we want to add one for this movie this is one that doesn't necessarily make sense unless you've seen seven ellie but you can still answer the question do you oh. prefer corona or a Belgian ale? Corona for me. All right. I think I'm also a Corona. Good. Uh, I think that's the right choice. I mean, there's no wrong choice when it comes to beer, but, you know, in seven, Kurt Russell shows up because, of course, he does, and he prefers a Belgian ale, which irritates Dom a little bit, but that's the the divide there. Then the last question, and Joe, unless you, unless you want to think of one for this movie, I was trying to think. I, I don't have any great ones. Are you more a racer or are you a designer? Are you the one building the car? Or driving the car. 100% a racer. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he did do the racing thing, remember? Oh, yeah, I did the stunt driving, yeah. Are you a racer or you a designer? I'm a designer. Joe and I have not answered that question. I think we're probably going to answer the ones that we're missing on our relap recap, but I, I think that I'm probably more of a designer. Like, again, that's one where I'm a designer who wants to be a racer, but I just know, you yeah. know, I don't ha- I don't have it out there. I gotta, I, I'm the behind-the-scenes kind of Kind of, kind I would of like to tinker, man. I, I'm like a tinker, researcher, reader. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would definitely. I think I would. I would probably be a designer too. No, like, I, I want to be on that road like, doing all of the crazy jumps and shit. Yeah, the it. racing looks stressful. <laughs> <laughs> what? No way. It's chill. You just like. You Don't just have get to design. calculate how a, a burning gas tanker would bounce and then drive <laughs> under it. That's too much. No, that's that's just what you have to do. <laughs> Do you see how calm he looks though when he's just like, "All right, there's a there's a a tanker that's on fire, bouncing and tumbling toward me." Yeah, I'm just gonna calmly Tokyo drift under it. I mean, not only that, but he also has Letty screaming right next to him, which probably isn't helping. Yeah, I agree. but I was also thinking, you know, they're going like he has Letty in the car, right, and they're going down that hill, and I understand that like it's a very steep incline, which is why the guy with the iguana bails. Yep, just break. Like, you're not in a tanker. <laughs> 
it was it was yeah there's there's a couple of bits in this film where a sensible mind sort of goes oh why didn't they just do that other thing and then the film's just like no 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 don't say that which is kind of where the franchise goes like well we could do this one thing but instead we're going to drop cars from a plane onto a a mountainous island oh, because we so need good. that to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think if you approach these films with a sensible mind, you just stay home and sort of save up and buy your own car and just go to work <laughs> and just live your life paying taxes. Who wants to watch a film about that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we have a couple other questions for the two of you just to get a sort of a, a baseline of where you're coming from. We'll start with Ellie. Ellie, the first scene, you, you for sure have seen the first three did you see yeah. these in theaters, or when did you come about them? Like, where did you first cross paths, you know, come to an intersection, if you will, with these movies? My dad used to, every week, me and him would have, like, a movie night where okay. he'd rent okay. a film from a DVD shop or whatever. And I'm pretty positive The Fast and the Furious, all three of them, were just he went out and rented them. Is your okay. dad a gearhead? Uh, No, not particularly. Did he like action movies? Yeah, we just, okay. it used to be, like... I think because we were burning through the the, fil- the like film stores stock quite quickly, so mm. he'd just be like, "I'll pick up anything that looks interesting." Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. I like that a lot. That's a good way to experience it. And Liam, what about you? I know that you have what is it—the first six or the first seven on Blu-ray? Uh, I have them all now. Uh, what, was that, I... what was that big box set that you bought? Yeah, so I have like a box set which is a tire which has the first five, I think, in it. Okay, okay. Um, and then I've brought the other ones uh, on Blu-ray and then the most recent one on 4K. Uh, yep. But I've, I've also seen six and seven at the cinema. Those were the first ones you saw in theaters, six and seven? Yeah, so I watched sort of one to three ages ago and then I got the, the tire box set, watched them all, then watched uh, six sort of when it came out on blu-ray i bought that and then for for seven and eight i went to cinema to see it okay cool 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 and if you had to rank them and ellie you can rank your four too if you can remember them what are if you don't have like definitive rankings but like which are your favorite i know ellie you said that tokyo drift is your favorite the best one yeah how would you two rank the movies that you've seen that you remember uh from best to worst or worst to best however you want to say them i'll let ellie go first is that is that including this one yeah Yeah. or i guess i don't know yeah so probably three's the best from what I remember of one, I'd probably put that second, then okay. this one, and then number two. But I, I don't only because I don't remember anything that happens in two. Hmm. Okay. I feel like that's pretty fair. Okay. And Liam, you have you have the eight to rank. So five is my favorite. Okay. By by a long shot. Then six. World then I think we go seven. Okay. Then four. Then one. Then three then eight, then two. That's a lot of very common list, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's two like, is my least favorite by a long shot. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people would agree with you, for sure. You guys are right in the same wheelhouse. Like, we sometimes we get people with interesting takes that, like, like a strange one. Like, Tokyo Drift is a big divider. Like, Ellie seemed to even sense that, that, like, yeah. Tokyo yeah. Drift is, like, split right like i love it but then like a lot of people are just like we hate that movie i don't want it to be part of this and stuff. i mean let's say while it is quite low on my list i still super enjoy it so if anything this list is just sort of i love them all just if i have to rank them sort of three is the last one that i really enjoy 
And then you have eight and two, which two particularly I, I really struggle with. Uh, eight was okay, but a bit kind of disappointing. I, I don't like the direction they took it in with like splitting up the core group. Yeah, that's, I, I think that, you know, we've talked about this a lot on here that like eight is my least favorite just because for that very reason, like I don't want to see Dom against the family. Two is one that I felt the same way that both of you feel like I was just not into it. I did not like it. And then watching it for this and talking about it and then watching it again for lap two, I, I like it more and more each time. And I think that that also happened with Joe in this movie, that this was one that he was sort of and worried about. I watched it again this time, and I was just about to say that, that the more I'm watching 4, I like, in my head, 4 was ranked my last movie for sure. And now that I'm, like, two or three more watches into it, I liked it more this time too. I think there's, like, a lot of good one-liners and, like, wacky shit that Dom says and does that make it more enjoyable than I remembered. Is it still your least favorite though, or has has it overtaken something? Um, no. Oh, I need to see when I do my... close, right? Yeah, like... I think eight is solidly the last place one, okay. and this might eventually push two out of like a lower spot. One thing that we were talking about before you two joined us was that what's sort of interesting that we like about this movie is that it's very, it's like an intimate feel. Like we talked about how this is the original cast back again, but like, you know, the opening scene where they're stealing the oil tankers, we have Han, who we saw last movie, we're going to see again for a couple more movies. We have Rigo and Tego. We've got some girl with Han that we've never seen before, we'll never see again. But like outside of those, it's really just the four, the core four, and then Letty dies 15 minutes in. And like most of this movie is just Brian, Dom, and Mia. And I think that th- that really works in terms of like recentering this franchise and like remembering what's important in a way. Do you think it was always planned for Letty to eventually come back? Or do you no. think. So, so what happened, do you think, that made them change their mind? I think that after three, this is a theory that I have, that after three, Justin Lin started to listen to the audience feedback from the films. Okay. And when everybody at three was like, we didn't want that, we want the original characters back, he makes four. Everybody's like, that was cool, but why'd you kill off Letty? We liked her. And he's like, okay, cool, we'll bring her back. You know what I mean? Because he brings Han back in this one, even though he just killed Han off. And he yeah. brings back the original characters. So I think that he's just playing, like, a call and return with the audience and, like, just pulling, like, what people are saying about the movie. And then he just makes a movie that answers those questions later. And, like, Ellie, we, I won't spoil how she comes back because you need to I really it. think you should see them. But the way that she comes back is at the very, very end of five in a post credit scene, we have Ava Mendez, Mrs. Ryan Gosling, who was in two, who this is the only other time she's ever been in the franchise, <laughs> comes up to The Rock at the end of five at his desk and it's like, you'll never believe who we just found. And it's just a picture of Letty. And you're like, oh, shit, she's back. And then, you know, she's back in six in a big way. And then she's in the rest of the movies. But five, which Liam loves, which I love, which Joe loves, which most people, you know, that's like the, the first, like, I think really, unless you love car culture, like, that's the first truly incredible movie in the franchise. Yeah. Letty's just not even in. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, she's not in three. She's not in two. She's not in three. She's barely in four. She's not in five. And yet she's still this core character to the franchise because of her you know relation to dom i uh seriously yeah. lost my shit when i first saw that like post-credit <laughs> scene because it was just so glorious i loved it i'm sure knowing you you were sort of like me where when i watched six in theaters wherever you watch six and they show jason Statham at the end i stood up in the theater and i was like oh fuck yeah like it's the same kind of like we're gonna like this movie you just saw and loved like we're gonna kick it up a notch with here there's like this reveal of a character that's either that's gonna come back in the next movie like get you really energized for the next one you have to wait 
two years to see. Yeah. I, I guess one question, I don't know if we play this every time or not, Joe, but, you know, Ellie, if you had to pick, what would, what would be your, your choices for the most and least family moments in this movie? Like, what's, mm. what's, the, what's the event, what's the action, what's the, the line, the scene, whatever, that most embodies, most resembles... The, the family that, that this franchise has been come to known for. Okay, so I guess the most family moment mm-hmm. is Mia getting them to say grace over Ooh. before they have mm-hmm. dinner. Wrong. And the sort of yeah. like the cheeky look between Dom and Paul. No, Brian. Yep. That's <laughs> wrong. Totally remember wrong. their name. So wrong. That was that was that was so family. That was yeah. family. No. What? Liam, what's what's your pick for most? If if that's not it, what's your pick the for most? The most family is right at the end when Dom's on the prison bus and he hears the cars come in, he does a little mm-hmm. smile, and you've got them all coming to save him. <laughs> that is that's oh, a man. very family part, I agree. I yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, it's a very family part. He just, like, hears the engines. He's like, yeah, that's my family. (laughs) It doesn't even need dialogue. That's how family it is. I could just hear it in his head. Like, I could hear him saying in his own voice, like, Me familia. Exactly. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of sacrifice in this movie. You know, Brian sacrifices his career multiple times, it feels like, to bust Mia out of the interrogation room. To put his job on the line to free He's been a shitty Dom. cop from the jump, though. Like, this <laughs> oh, is yeah. not like a new. A well, new he's been a reveal. shitty cop, but he's also been recruited to the FBI to the DOJ yeah. because he can lie to people. Like, feels like, you know, look at the guy's track record. You know, at the at the very end of this movie, the judge is like, you know, one right does not make up for a lifetime of wrongs. Like, I feel like unless you're a Brian cop, in which be case, in like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. Only in America could you have like a guy fuck up so bad all the time and still be moving up in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like he's just, like baby. living the dream, and he's like hanging out with like he puts his arm around the criminal's sister in front of the judge. Yeah, like, he's sitting next to her. <laughs> And they're like sitting there, and he's like, "Well, like I know that you you think that he's a good guy, but like he's a hardened criminal, and we're gonna send him to jail." And Brian's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna bang his sister then, you know?" Like, <laughs> what the yeah, fuck I mean, is that's wrong? That's even weirder because uh, the judge is like, "Oh, even you know, the, it, clearly the judge was nearly swayed to release Don because he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, Brian Brian said he's a real good guy, and I can't, I just can't." But then, it, like, if you were looking into that box that they're sitting in, you'd be like, oh, I think he's scammed me. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. What's oh, also good. weird is that, like, it feels like, and I don't know if they have the jurisdiction, but it feels like Brian's bosses in this movie are close to, to agreeing to his deal. Like, we bring in Braga, you let Dom walk. And it feels like, they don't say it, but it feels like, yeah, like, we're, we're on board with that. And then they fuck up, and then they're like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're done. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... It yeah. feels like there are a couple times where Dom is like close to being acquitted of all ch- of all crimes, of all charges, whatever. Like one thing happens, like well, never mind. Like you're, you know, <laughs> good luck. Wait, wait till the rock comes around. Maybe he'll acquit you or whatever. <laughs> you only need to do se- so three more of these international spy plot lines, and then you'll be free again. So then, Ellie, what's your pick for the least family moment? What what in here? betrays family in the biggest way what is the the most reprehensible almost unfor- I mean, nothing is unforgivable like everything is everyone is forgiven in this in this franchise over and over again for everything but what feels the most unforgivable act or scene or line or whatever in this movie by any character my pick is maybe going to be controversial Ooh, but okay when dom beats the crap out of uh Brian, because Letty's number went through to him, yeah. which he then was like, oh, so Letty must have worked for the cops while I was away for two years, and then just beats the shit out of him. 
And I was like, what are you doing, Dom? That's not, it's not his fault. I think it is his fault, though. I think that but, he, because he was like, he was like, look, Letty, like, you can save Dom if you just, like, do all this dumb shit for the FBI with us. That's not how it says, no, though. Like, that might have been what yeah. happened, but it sounds like Letty went to him, was like, I will do what it takes to free Dom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Brian said to, to Letty, like. But if you were a real friend, you would be like, no, I can't let you do this. You know what I mean? I think that's what the core of that. But but then but then like Brian, I know he's betrayed them in it all that in the other films, and he's a cop. But he is a cop. So if one of them came to him and went, "I want to get Dom help and also work for the cops," surely Brian would be like, "Yeah, that's what I do." Yeah, unless you remember that he is the worst cop in the world. (laughs) (laughs) He is a yeah. He is the worst cop. That is true. Like that whole scene is really. I think that's one that I really want to dive deep on with you, Joe, in a future episode because, like, there's a lot going on in that scene where where Dom has like a bunch of emotions. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to make sense of like a world. What I realized, what I thought about this time around, is like how shitty he must feel to leave Letty in the middle of the night, right, and like walk out and gives her like two stacks of cash, his necklace, and then leaves, and then the, the next time he hears necklace. about her, yeah. is Mia saying Lady died. The magnitude of that, like, he did what he thought was right, like, he he left her so that she wouldn't be pursued, but, you know, if he was around, maybe he could have protected her, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's it's a deep, it's a weird thing to think about. Speaking of the necklace, is there, like, later in the movie, is Braga wearing the necklace? He is, right? I don't know. Everybody has this damn necklace at some point. (laughs) It might be just a different necklace, but it feels like when... I think it's when they go to Mexico for the first time, right? And they're at the party in the warehouse. No, they they go out to that like that overlook or whatever, and that's where Dom says uh, only pussies use nitrometh, and then blows up the car, and like Braga gets away. I think he's wearing the necklace. It would make sense because like Letty had it, and then the and guy Phoenix killed took him it from her. Yeah, and then he took it, and then he would give it to Braga because you know the necklace keeps traveling like up the chain and then back to Dom, and then. To some other woman, and wasn't it left in the car that she was working on? Oh, uh, it might have been hanging around right. the, the rear view. Yep, you're right. That's what it was. Yeah, maybe Braga doesn't have it. She left it in the car. Yeah, but that, that necklace sense. is this franchise's version of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like everybody yeah. has that. It is at some point. It yeah. is every. It is something to everyone. Like to the point where later spoilers, but it becomes Letty's wedding ring when Dom and Letty get secret married. That is the wedding ring. So. You know, it is a very important piece of jewelry. And then his other girlfriend has it at some point, too, so the, who the fuck knows? <sighs> oh, yeah. and then, you know, they he uses it to bust Elena out, like, to, to, to find Elena, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a, it is the most important... Like, that is the most important object in this entire franchise. If I... If I if really... If I would have hit Mega Millions this week, one of the first things I would have bought would have been Dom's necklace. Like, like a like a pro recreation of it, you know or what just, I mean? Like, like, you, like, you can afford the actual thing, you know what I mean? Oh, like, God... I would hope so. Like one of them. Remember when we had we found that like that auction or whatever when God damn they were auctioning yes. off the dirty grandpa stuff and you could buy the jar that said Pam's kids on it? Like can you imagine if the Fast and Furious did a thing where like here for like twenty five thousand dollars you could have the necklace that Dom wore? But, like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would have definitely bought it. Like What would be amazing would... is if you could buy it and then sort of offer to, to loan it back to them for the next film on the <laughs> condition that you get a cameo. Oh, well, so, yeah. so Joe's ultimate vision for this podcast, well, no, he's got two ideas. <laughs> Number one, he wants us to be invited to 
a, a red premiere. carpet premiere, which I think is difficult but attainable. His yeah. other one... Like, and we do, like, a live reporting, like, this was yeah. us going to the red carpet, we come mm-hmm. back, we review the movie, like, that's what I want to happen. His other one, which is a little bit more difficult, is he wants a character in the movie to be listening to our podcast on screen. Just, that like, a quick awesome. flash. Ooh. Like, I just want them to, like, be on their phone and, like, take, a, take an ear pad, like, ear pod out and be like, oh, yeah, and you see their phone and it's, like, too fast, too forever, and they were, like, listening to that, they just pause it. But that you know? means that they live in a world in which these movies are movies. But fucking Tej, Ludacris made the theme song of a movie that he's in that he's not Ludacris. <laughs> true, it's true. I wanted to get that meta, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we're not. I guess we're not that far off, but you know, I still feel like the red carpet dream is attainable. That one is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also attainable, it's but it's just going to be happen. real weird if it happens. But I'm, it's you know, fully never on board. How many more of these movies do you think there'll be? I don't see them <sighs> stopping. Including spinoffs? They, 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 they said talked 10. about doing 10 in the main franchise. Okay. But if Hobbs and Shaw does good, I think we're going to get, like, six or seven more spinoffs, too. There's also a Netflix series, like a prequel about Dom's cousin, who's not a character in the movies. Like, they're not going to let this franchise die. Like They just built the ride in Universal. Like yep. They just built yeah. the ride. So like, I'm on board for as many more movies as they want to do, but I just kind of... Yeah, I, if, if they get to 10, great, but I don't, I don't want them to stop there. No, they won't. They definitely won't. Don't think that 10 is a hard and fast rule. Yeah, they need to get to space at some point. Like I know that's a thing that kind of a lot of people say, but... I'm mm-hmm. not happy until I, I see like some sort of, you know like that scene in Armageddon where he's in sort of a moon buggy jumping over like a chasm or something yeah yeah we need that you know what I said oh when I was talking to my friends about this franchise too the other day I didn't tell Joey this one yet that I said the ultimate end like the peak end of 10 if 10 is where they actually stop is gonna have to be Dom's son Brian and Brian's son racing each other Ooh, you like cut to cool. the future and they're, like, racing each other. Like, even in, like, go-karts or something. So it's like, kind of those... like the gods beyond the pines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, one thing that I can see this franchise going to, which uh, is the idea of Jordan Paul and Clark, co-host of the Wistful Thinking podcast here on the network, and she'll, she'll be on uh, Fast and Furious 6, so in two episodes she'll be on talking to us about that movie. Her idea, when she saw Black Panther, which have you all seen Black Panther? Yeah. Yep. So you know how like the sister in that has that like that virtual car that she drives, and, like from the lab she's driving the car. Like, yeah. She wants yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious to include that because this franchise could do it better. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of technology oh. that this could incorporate, just sort of bring that into this world, which I think is a very doable and attainable goal. It's like Ready Player One. Yeah. Like like a VR AR kind of situation. Yeah. But, like with with pro drivers. That'd be cool. Yeah. Liam, what's your pick for the least family moment in this movie? Uh, I think you mentioned it earlier when when Dom leaves Letty. I mean, like, I get that he, in his mind, he's doing it mm-hmm. for the right reasons, but you've got to stick together with family. Yeah. And, and like you said, she'd probably be safer if he'd have stuck around. Yeah, leaving... I didn't even think about leaving Letty as one of them, but yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, I really struggled to think of one, to be honest. Joe, do you have a pick for least moment? I was thinking when he, like, doesn't well i mean i guess he knows that he he does beat the shit out of brian like when he shows up but he should have beat the shit out of brian many times in this movie just for dicking over mia like as soon as he saw him he should just beat the shit out of him i get a sense that like you know he obviously goes to to miami for too fast too furious i kind of get the sense that you know mia left because of dom though like i feel like she might have still been on board you know because i think in her head at the end of one she was betrayed and felt like she had been lied to, which she was. But I think knowing the type of character that Mia is, it feels like she might rationally be able to be like, oh, he did this for us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that- but 
even still, that doesn't affect how Dom feels about Brian. It's true. How many times are you going to beat him up in a single movie? I mean, really. But he needs to defend his sister's honor. You know what it's I true. mean? Like, that's he's a man thinking. who will fight for her honor. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So, Liam, how many times have you seen this movie? Just t- twice, or more than twice, or? Uh, I think. This is my second time watching it. Uh, I can double check to be sure. Yeah, this is my second time. The first time I watched it was uh, the 17th of January, 2013. Oh, look, look at that so letterboxed stats. Yeah, <laughs> yep, letterboxed. Did you guys like this movie? We didn't even talk about that. Did you guys like this movie? What did you notice about this movie? There's just stuff that you liked or that you noticed this time around that you didn't catch the last time? Or Joe and I sort of talked about ours at the beginning. Ellie, anything that you saw this time that you may have remembered from a dream from when you when you saw this for the first time like uh, any any what are your big takeaways this time around like what were your favorite least favorite moments new observations whatever it's so hard because i don't it all could be new and it all could not be new sure. but i mean maybe the fact that the guy that's driving the gas truck at the beginning has an iguana with him <laughs> That iguana was a big be. reveal to me. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten about the iguana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's I don't understand what that's about. Like that 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 truck driver himself maybe is my favorite moment of this film because he's like he has so many different characters. He plays man driving gas truck, <laughs> sort of genius driver guy who's like I'm gonna swing all the this these huge gas canisters yep. and I'm gonna like <laughs> perfectly mess these people up and then coward where he's just like. Oh, no, I did that wrong. It gets out. And he has an iguana. He's also time. reading yeah. a magazine while driving, which I can understand. Like, if you're a pro driver and you're driving, like, long stretches of straightaways, sure, maybe, but you're on a mountain. Yeah. Why are you reading a magazine while you're driving? <laughs> like, this guy has a death wish. Yeah. He he lives life the same way that, you know, the other street racers do. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I did notice um, in that scene, at one point, I think, they, they make a comment that there's only a quarter mile left. Or was it... No, it was a scene where they're doing the... Um, the trial run the with the GPS. Yeah, that's it. Where they're doing the five-mile race instead of the quarter-mile race. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. The... Liam, what did you notice this time? What were your, your favorite moments, favorite characters? The thing I noticed this time was just how much green screen there was. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't notice the first time. It was really obvious this time. As we get further in CGI technology, yeah, we're going to start picking up more and more on shit like that. I had a good one this time. I noticed that the character Dwight... The, the guy that has the muscle car, right? The cowboy kind of guy? Does everybody yeah. know Joe Dirt. About? Yep. Joe Dirt, yeah, this guy. <laughs> I noticed that he was referring to himself in the third person, saying, like, Dwight doesn't do that, or Dwight has a muscle car. <laughs> do you think that's a hint that Braga is Braga from the beginning? Like, that's, like, their way to tell Maybe? you to, like, pay attention to this? Maybe? Because Braga's doing the same thing. Like, there's a scene where, like, Dwight's like, Dwight never did meth, and then the next scene is them at the top golf or whatever right yeah braga says like braga wouldn't do that Braga's a man of thing and it's like they pair them so closely that it's trying to like tell you that he is braga before you know he's braga i like that yeah that's like one thing rachel and i were watching it last night and that was like the first time i picked up on that i could have done without the scene where dwight is just going to town on some woman's foot i don't know if he's shooting a music video or like a porn or just like filming girls like not naked they're just like i guess like kind of making out each other like i don't know what he's doing but it's a very dwight is an interesting character like bring back dwight yeah (laughs) he needs a spinoff yeah (laughs) the dwight and the furious the three girls in the club where you've got one just making out with one and then going to the second, making out with her for a little bit. And I think Brian walks past and has a little smile to himself about it. Yeah. Yep. 
bring those sure. back. Well, I mean, Braga says, you know, whatever you want, booze, broads, it's all good. It's like, oh, it's all fair game or whatever. So, you yeah. know, this kind of feels like, in a way, like uh, the, the Merovingians club for the Matrix Revolutions, where just like, it's literally, <laughs> you know, it's sin. Just whatever you want to do, feel free, go for it. Drink a Corona, whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're all going to be dead soon if, if mm-hmm. Braga's plan goes goes forward. Yeah, exactly. But did you guys like, did you like this movie on the whole? Or do you, like, I know that, I know where it sort of falls in your rankings, but did you enjoy watching it? Or is this the kind of, is this... Yeah, like, you don't have to hold back because, like, Chris really ripped into fucking Tokyo Drift last time, so don't don't feel like you'll offend us or or make us sad or anything. I really struggled with the beginning of the film. Okay, where I was just sitting there and I was like, "This is not interesting me at all." But I will admit that by the end, where it started to get a little bit more like the fact that they're you know street racing through a tunnel that's full of TNT for no reason, <laughs> like I started to be like, "Okay, I, I see why people watch these films. It, it's pretty good." So you're yeah. on board with the wacky action. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're going to get so much better. You're going to like five through eight way more mm-hmm. than... Maybe yeah. I should carry on watching You really should. should. I've been saying this if, for you, so if you're saying like this is the part that you liked, then you're firmly in the camp that once you get to like five and six, they're just going to be so much fun for you. I promise. Because like even if Fair. you look at like, you know, Metacritic rankings, like I don't know them off the top of my head, but I feel like five especially in six kind of are like well reviewed like they finally like people are like oh this movie knows what it is you know what i mean like it's like yeah. these yeah. are the kind of action movies you want to watch um so absolutely keep going and i feel like seven is kind of hard to rate because of all of the stuff that kind of went on outside Behind of the, the film yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's such a like a, a touching film in a way that you wouldn't expect f- from this series if you maybe mm-hmm. didn't know uh, like the backstory of what had happened right and it is uh, it, it definitely tugs at the heartstrings, and then like the mm. the montage at the very end, like the flashbacks to yeah. the character of Brian, and also just like really just like flashing back to like Paul Walker's life. It's just like oh boy, like I'm getting chills now thinking about it. like it just like yeah. I'm gonna cry every time I see the end of that movie because they yeah. know the thing is you can feel it in that movie that that Paul Walker had died, and they know he died, and they're treating the movie like an homage to him. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. it definitely feels much heavier than the rest of them for sure. And Liam, you enjoyed this movie, right? Like this is you know yeah, of course I super enjoyed us. it. I think yeah. the thing that I I can maybe notice most this time is now that I've seen them all sort of going back, it does feel like you're sort of revisiting family and spending time mm-hmm. with family. And when they're doing their own little sort of quirky things that, you know, that's so bright and it's just, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You pick up on like the nuanced things of like their, yeah. their acting style characters in the in the movies you're like oh yeah like brian punches that dude in the police station that's so brian and doesn't exactly. get in trouble for it <laughs> yeah yeah. Exactly. yeah he punches another cop again he's the shittiest cop ever well he slams the cop's head against the wall <laughs> multiple times and then that cop gets in trouble for bleeding on the floor brilliant yeah. oh god that's so brian it's when brian goes but he started it and you're like brian you just like beat his face in <laughs> Also, this is the FBI, not kindergarten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is in third grade, yeah. You're like, and this is also, like, it's kind of the opposite of the NFL, right? Because, like, Joe, like, in, in in football, if you, like, if I push you and then you push me back, you'll get the flag for it because, like, the, the ref might not see the first thing. Yeah. yeah you, you escalate it. Here, it's just like, well, yeah, he, you know, I started it, but then he beat my head against the wall and I'm getting in trouble. Like, what is happening? <laughs> but, okay, I guess if you're, like, a good FBI agent, you shouldn't have let another officer get the upper hand like that, especially if you start it. They're not ninjas, Liam. <laughs> Maybe they should be. 
<laughs> I think you're misunderstanding what the FBI is. Or is this just the beginning of like how every character in the in the franchise becomes the best driver and marksman and stunt guy and like whatever? Oh, good point. Yeah. Is this the beginning of? You know, you should be good at all things and don't let Buster Cops bash your head against the wall. Like, it's your fault for, like, screwing yeah. up there. Yeah. So, Ellie, that's what that's what slowly begins to happen is that everybody becomes, like, top tier of whatever their little job is of, yeah. of the crew. So, like, Tej goes from being a mechanic to being, like, the greatest hacker in the world. <laughs> in the second movie, Tej says, I don't drive anymore because I slammed my car into a wall doing 110. And then, like, four movies later, he's, like, just... he's, he's professional stunt driver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, like, continuity matters, but also... <laughs> it, it also can be, and is, sacrificed for, like, the greater good. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about this cemetery. And I want to know where the cemetery is, and can we go visit it? Because oh. I need to see Letty's fake grave. It's probably in California, I think, right? Yeah, that's why I, I sent a message to Joey last night, and I was like, we need to do the definitive California Fast and Furious tour. Like, we need to go and hit Dom's Cafe, the garage, like, all of these scenes. But, like, the cemetery's way up there on my list. Like, yeah. we need to go, you know, leave a flower on Letty's grave. We need, like, Atlas Obscura for, like, only Fast and Furious. Yes, exactly. Maybe we could start, like, our own, like, uh, tour. Fastless Obscura? Cool? Like, no, but I mean, like, we could do, like, our own bus tour. Like, you know how they do, like, the, like the famous people houses mm-hmm. in California? Like, what if we started our own and it would be like, here's Dom's Garage, and, like, yeah. here's the... I'm sure that we could convince people to, like, pay us to, like, take them on the tour of this, right? Well, we know that Wes went to the restaurant from the first one. They also went yeah. to Toretto's Cafe, right? Or the garage yeah. or whatever. I'm saying we could piece together a lot of yeah. these, though. There's, like, a lot of, like, distinguishing places in these movies. To and then there's, like, the could... Platinum Tour where we also bring you to Rio and we bring you to, you know, <laughs> wherever. Like, we're, we're making crazy money on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We start local and think global. Exactly. Yeah. Just like the family. Just like the family. One day, and then we become international spies and we hack into Interpol and... Yeah. Like, this whole movie, for the most part, takes place in Southern California, right? Like, Southern California and Mexico? Like, that's... Yeah. I don't think that they they don't really pay too much attention to place in this, which is kind of unusual, I think, because every other movie is so different. Like, the first one's very clearly Southern California, and the second one's so clearly Miami. The third one's so clearly Tokyo, then Rio, and then London, and then, you know, all... Like, every movie has such a distinct sense of place, and this... Doesn't I mean there's Mexico, but like not really. Like they're barely in Mexico. You know what I mean? Like they just cross into Mexico because that's where the shit happens. Mexico is like such a minor part of this film in terms of like them being in there. The, uh, the first yeah. time they go to Mexico, they go there and then immediately drive out of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's what a lot of people do. So, <laughs> <laughs> like there is that you know the, the the joke or the cliche or whatever that like in Sex and the City, like New York is the fifth character or whatever, but like. Mexico is not the fifth character here. Like it is very, no. very low on the call sheet. Uh, yeah, it's Mexico. an uncredited extra. Yeah, featured background character. <laughs> Any other thoughts about Fast and Furious number four? I had a really touching moment in this film that uh, made me uh, sniffle a little bit, and that's okay. when they say, like, you know, Brian's going to be the the racer in the Braga race, and she like pulls up the cars, and he goes, "Oh, I'll take one of those." I crashed one of those mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh yeah. Like it was like a little foreshadowing of like real life, you know, but he wasn't driving, right? He was being driven when he got, when he died. Right. I think he might've been the passenger. Not I think he was yeah. The passenger. I, I was looking today and he was the passenger. Apparently. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because he crashes cars in seven, like in six and seven, like just like, oh boy. Yeah. But yeah. Ali, any other thoughts about Fast and Furious 4? There's other stuff that we're going to do. We have a game that we're going to play. There's actually two games we're going to play, so we're not done yet. But any other thoughts about the movie before we move on? No, I don't think so. I think I, I think I think we've covered most of the, the thoughts I had while watching it. And overall, though, you enjoyed the movie. You enjoyed the, the, at least the end where the movie wound up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it, it genuinely, after watching it and then talking to you guys about it, I do feel like I am going to continue watching Fast and the Furious. If you do, Good. let us know because I'm excited. Yeah, to hear we want to have you back on, on for a later movie that is more in your wheelhouse. So you know, in a future lap, we'll welcome you and Liam back to talk about. You know, five, whatever six, one's seven, your eight, favorite yep, of exactly. those ones, yeah. Sounds good. I noticed that one of the cars had TVs as headlights in really? this movie. Yeah, really? it's a quick scene. At what point? They're like right before, like when they're like walking into like the the Braga warehouse party. There's like mm-hmm. they show a car and like you catch like the front end of the car and instead of it having headlights, it has TVs and it's on something that's like kind of white, like like you know what I mean. Whatever showing is kind of bright. So you can't really notice it, but I rewound it and was like, "Oh yeah, that car definitely just has TVs as headlights." So I think this I is the funny thing. That, like that. this is how you and I watch these movies so differently. Like this is the second time in a row. I like, remember like you, you noticed a G four sticker last time. Like yeah. I'm just straight up not looking at the cars in these movies. Like it's just like I don't <laughs> care. I'm looking at the actors. I'm looking at whatever else. But you're like intently looking at the cars, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, because oh, and Gal Gadot has in her Porsche, the Cayman that she has, has a really weird front badge on it, and I haven't looked up like what it is, but she doesn't have a Porsche. Logo on the front of the car. It has something else, and I need to huh. figure out what that is. Yeah, I noticed it because I like saw it driving. I was like, "What the fuck is on this front of this car?" And like, you can't see it clear enough to make out what it is, but I'm sure somebody online knows what it is. So, but it's I'll definitely it a Porsche. Yeah, it's definitely a Porsche, but okay. it d- doesn't have a Porsche logo on the front. So, Liam, any other thoughts about Fast and Furious number four? Uh, I've got a couple. I, d- I don't know what it is about these films, but they sort of like make me regress to this sort of like Neanderthal caveman-like state in in some <laughs> aspects because. I was watching this alone last night. A cat was out. I think it's the scene where they first get to the club or somewhere. There's, there's a tracking shot and there's there's a, a nice lady walk in. And I said out loud to my... In the green Sorry, the gold... Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I just said out loud to myself, like, cool, look at that ass. In, like, the most, like, <laughs> just stereotypical, like, thuggish sort of way. And then I, just, I sort of, like, thought to myself, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> I don't know what these films do to me. They're hypersexualized, and we've talked about this, but it's not like it's not like they don't showcase men too, because like Brian yeah. and like Dom are always like shirtless and like Roman shirtless. So it's just like it's just hypersexualized. Are there any shirtless men in this one? No, no. And so this was a thing I've long talked about that it's it's equal. And then when Iceland was on the first episode, she pointed out that it's not quite equal that they're you know the the male characters have agency and there's you know as opposed to just like objects, which is. But yeah, this this movie, I think, in terms of just taking that part out of the equation for now, which I know is difficult to do, it's still even incredibly lost. Like, I don't think that there's any shirtless... This is Gal Gadot's movie, like, her not wearing a bra the whole time. Like, that's... Yeah. It's her. I think I read somewhere this was her first ever, like, screen introduction. Yes. So it was all downhill from here for her, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's had, she's had nothing else of, of any kind of success, right? Exactly. One thing I, I tend to do after watching a film is just go on the IMDb trivia. Be careful. We have not we have not looked too deeply here. These, these, these might be spoilers for us, but hit us with what you got. Give us one. Give us one. Right, yeah. th- th- well, that's one I don't know if, if you've just picked up on watching this, okay? Okay. It says, 
Paul Walker's character, Brian O'Connor, used to be blonde, yet Paul Walker switched from natural blonde to brunette in real life after a film called Timeline. Uh, The script for this film offers no explanation as to why Brian is a brunette now. Paul Walker was a brunette since 2004. And I wondered if if you both had any sort of theories as to why the switch might have happened within the canon of these films. I think that in the first one... He had like the frosted blonde he was hair. Yeah. Because he was undercover. Yes, exactly. Perfect. That's what I'm saying. And I think that naturally, like the film doesn't explain it, but that's the, the logic that they would use is like, then he became part of the FBI, so he's like not undercover anymore. And he doesn't have to dye his hair. I mean, what I can also think is new look, new you. I mean, he's been a cop, now he's an FBI agent. He wants to, uh, you know. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that makes sense. I could buy that. Pretty much, yeah, that works. Like, I never actually thought about it, but I think, you know, I could definitely see the, the Frosted Tips being an undercover... Because, like, you're not going to be a cop that looks like... I guess you could be, but, like, that's definitely a... Hey, like, let me fit in. That's me as Keanu in Point Break. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Is he still undercover in two? No. But he's he's working kind for... Kind of a cop in my I mean yeah he is undercover but he's not betraying anybody he's not betraying anybody that we like he's betraying criminals in two the blonde still makes sense then yes yeah cool because he needs to be a street racer but he's also a cop trying to like work back to get his copness back remember he's like getting yep. his trying to get his badge and his gun back right. and um Eva Mendez is the real one who's undercover yeah that's right yeah, yeah. much like Stella how she got her groove back <laughs> cool okay so now we have my favorite game on the show there is a there's a quiz on Zimbio.com. <laughs> Are you going to do which, both of them at the same time? Yes, I am. Are you going to open up two? Fast, I have two browsers open. Which okay, good, Fast good. and Furious character oh, are you? This is my you? favorite. I'm so okay. excited for you guys to play this. I found this quiz that is like a Teen Vogue quiz of which Fast and the Furious character you are you, and you guys just answer, and we'll see what you get. And I it's try to incredible. guess which character you get. I'm genuinely worried, because if I get a better character than Liam, I think he might just end our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible. All right, we well. don't know. We actually, and we also don't know any of the options. So, like, we like get them sometimes, and we're just like, like you could tell that like some characters are going to be whatever, but we don't know what the options are in this, or, yeah. like when this was made or anything. So it could be anything. Yeah. And so far, I got Brian. Joe got Mia. Our guest on the second episode got Roman, and our guest last episode got Dom. So we've gotten four different characters. I know for a fact that you can get The Rock. You can get Hobbs. That's the one I want actively tried to and i got it yeah but again we don't know how many there's got there's probably got to be a letty but we don't know we're, we're waiting sort of for the for for more characters but we're also waiting for our first duplicate so maybe i mean we got yeah. two going today so we might get our first we'll see but so are we them as honestly as you can okay cool here's another like a little because you are both doing this if one of you answers a question in a way that the other knows is absolute bullshit, I want you to call them out on it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going to ask. Should we be answering for each other? Well, no, no, you don't answer for each other because you don't know what. <laughs> what, Liam? I know you pretty well. No, you don't, Liam. Bullshit. You make up a lot of stuff about me. <laughs> and it's normally true. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So there's 13 <laughs> questions. So I hope... I mean, we're off to a, a great start already with like, this I'm competition. I'm so excited for this. Okay. All right. First things first, how fast do you like to go? NASCAR, roller coaster, Vespa. Liam? Vespa. Ellie? Roller coaster. Okay. Second thing second, how furious are you? Hulk, <laughs> Sam Kinison, Furious Styles, which I've learned from the last time, Furious Styles is from Boys in the Hood. And Sam Kinison is, you know, a, a comedian. So which one's the least furious? I 
think probably Furious style. I don't know. Some of these questions, are, like, again, it's an internet quiz. I don't know what means what. <laughs> or who made this or anything about them. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk, right. Sam Kinison, Furious Styles. If we're saying Furious Styles is the least furious, then I'm going with that one. Okay. I don't think I'm Hulk, so I'll Bullshit. take that. You had like <laughs> okay, anger issues at school and stuff. I am very angry. Yeah. Just listen to right, any Hulk. of our episodes. Wow. Yeah, Hulk. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Who would you risk your life for? Family, friends, anyone, no one. No one. Ellie? Uh, friends. Choose a one-liner. Why don't you just pack it up before I leave tread marks on your face? <laughs> I'm a boy who appreciates a good body regardless of the make, which is from this movie. Yeah, from this movie. Yeah. Yeah. When are you going to give Martin Luther King his car back? He's like gravity. Everything just gets pulled to him. There's never nothing. There's always something. Ride or die. The one from this movie. I'm a boy who appreciates a good body regardless of the week. Hell yes. yeah. And Ellie? I wish I could tell you that Liam was lying about his answers, but he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that first one, the, the leave the tread marks on the face. Okay, cool. Okay. Someone you have a crush on is standing over there. What will you do? <laughs> Nothing. Let them come to me. I'm going over there. Stand here and stare at them. I'm out of here. Stand here and stare at them. Which Ellie has yes, seen me I, do. Yeah. And Ellie, what would you do? How would you react? Uh, uh, the, the same as Liam. I, I'm a stand here and stare. Cool. This one has a, a visual component. So we'll <laughs> take a picture of this and put it in the Discord chat. So I hope you can see this. Which, or choose your ride. 2010 Alfa Romeo Gioletta, 2009 Dodge Challenger SRT8, Plymouth Roadrunner, Gurkha LAPV, 2010 Koenigsegg CCXR. Liam, which is your ride? Choose your ride. It will be the 2009 Dodge Challenger SRT8. That's it. And Ellie? Yeah, I'm the same. That The Dodge Challenger. Very cool. Oh, I don't have ad block on Chrome, so I have to wait for this ad to play, so hold on. <laughs> We've never run into this problem before because I've never had a two-browser thing before. Which of these opposites do you tend towards? Positive or negative? Negative. Ellie? Positive? Liam, do you think that's accurate? Yeah, I think it is, annoyingly. <laughs> like Ellie thinks she's this like child of the world and everyone yeah. should be given like a second chance and <laughs> you should always assume the best out of people and I'm like no yeah. everyone sucks this is very telling given the confrontation we've had so far next question how do you feel about lying I'm a big liar <laughs> I lie sometimes no big deal if I do lie I feel bad about it forever call me honest Abe I lie sometimes NBD Ellie? The one where you feel bad. Maybe not forever, that's a bit of an over-exaggeration, but... Okay. Yeah. How do you say goodbye to someone you love? Remember them every day? Turn your back and walk away? Pour your 40 out? You don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate reaction. Liam? Uh, I pour my 40 out. Okay. <laughs> Ellie? Uh, the, the first one. Re the remember, remember them every, them every day? day. Okay. It's like, I like those answers. It's like, remember them every day or just like, fuck that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's no like middle ground where it's like, you know, remember them fondly for a little bit and then probably forget about them. <laughs> All right. The next one also has a visual component. I put it in here. The pictures don't necessarily line up. Choose an action hero. John Kimball, who is from Kindergarten Cop, which that picture is very much not from. John Matrix from Commando. James Carter, who is from, I want to say Beverly Hills Cop or Rush Hour, maybe? Yeah. Nikita from La Femme Nikita. John Rambo or Hercules, the rock Hercules. So, Liam, choose an action hero. Is this who we think we are Don't or who know. we want to be? No, it's no just choose, choose an action hero. Right, I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with Hercules because I love his lion hat thing. Okay. And Ellie? Oh, I'll go John Rambo. Okay. 
What's your favorite article of clothing? My dark jeans, my favorite wife beater, my too tight t-shirt, my old sneakers, my leather jacket. Liam. I think oh, it's probably going to have to be dark jeans. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> what would you think? What it's is his old wife beater? Because he has this this horrible, horrible vest wife beater thing that he wears, and it was his favorite thing for years. So he's definitely oh, lying. It had Jesus on it, and underneath it said "Got Christ" in the like "Got Milk" font. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. And Ellie, what's your favorite article of clothing from that list? I can repeat uh, it. The, the old... No, old it's the old trainers one. It's our anniversary. What are we doing? Candle at dinner for two somewhere dark. Let's just go somewhere dark. Let's drive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is a question like, Liam, how would you answer this? And also, what would you actually do with Cat? Yeah, I, I think a, a candle at dinner somewhere, that's pretty low effort, isn't it? Just book a table right. at a restaurant. I think that's the most effort out of all three of them, right? Well, uh, maybe. Yeah, but I can't just go somewhere dark, can I? Because I'd be I don't shit know what that it. means. Is that <laughs> implying just bit of, bit of the old naughty times? I have no idea. I don't know. I never thought about it until you just said that. I just thought that it was just like, go brood somewhere. I thought it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we've talked about how we want Nine to end, Joe, where it's just Dom and Letty laying on the hood of a car somewhere looking up in the stars. That's what I outline imagine. of yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul Walker in the constellation. I yeah. twinkles and they go to space for 10. So, I mean, like, that's how I picture it. Like, they're just going somewhere. Like, they drive somewhere but like it's not about the drive it's about the destination got you yeah again no idea but that's just what how i <laughs> how i view it um, no, i Ellie, still think it's where, the where, what are we dinner. doing candle at dinner go somewhere darker let's drive i'd be the candle lit dinner as well okay okay and the last one we have one more visual component if you were going to have your photo taken what would the background be desert blue sky garage city lights an explosion Liam? an explosion definitely okay and Ellie. Uh, desert? Oh, interesting. I don't think anybody's picked desert yet. I haven't. I'd like to go to the desert. It's a good excuse. You know, I need to have my photo taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's also, it's nicely symbolic of your love life. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joe, do you have guesses for who either of them are? No, I, I couldn't keep it straight. Like, it's it's much harder with two. There's two is. sets of answers, so I couldn't. I don't know. It's simple. We're both dumb. They're both duplicates. <laughs> of different people or the same person? They're different people, but they are uh, people we've both had. Liam, like Brian, is a Roman. So oh, Liam, fuck. Liam, cocky <laughs> and confident. You love to hear yourself talk. Check. <laughs> but you've got them all fooled. It's just a ruse so people underestimate you. You trust people too much sometimes, but you rely on your smarts and bravery to save you. Plus... You drive like the wind blows. This quiz is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie is Mia, just like me. Oh. Mia. No, no, no. Joe, jo too, is Mia. Sorry. I'm, I'm a yeah, Brian. I got I a Mia, too. Smart and independent, you make your own decisions despite what the crowd thinks, but you've got a soft spot for the people you love. That can get you into trouble sometimes. You're a hopeless romantic, and it takes time to gain your trust, plus... Again, same thing. You drive like the wind blows. <laughs> I um, wonder if everyone drives like the wind yeah. blows. Maybe. Do they all end with you drive like the wind blows? I don't blows, think so. That's amazing. But maybe. I think we would have we would have remembered it if it did. Very possible. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Again, like I, I want to. I, I know that there is a Hobbs. There's a the, the Rock. There's got to be a Letty. But I want to know more. That's why I want to keep grilling people. I want to keep quizzing people. We can also, Joe, we have not talked about when we have repeat guests, are we going to do it again? I don't know. Maybe we'll do Mike at the beginning and the end of his lap. I don't know, but here we go. Okay. We have one more game on this podcast. Which is my favorite game. It's something called This Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy, Do We Have a Podcast 
for you. So now, I don't know if either of you have seen this, but what we do, all four of us are going to find a tweet on Twitter about anything, be anything on Twitter, and we are going to reply to it with the tweet that says, from the Cage Club Podcast Network Twitter, boy, do we have a podcast for you, link to our show page, hashtag 2 fast 2 forever hashtag 2F2F, hashtag fast and furious. So you send out a tweet in response to any tweet you want to find, it could reference Fast and the Furious, it could reference a character, we usually, you know, I mean, we've tried everything, it doesn't seem to matter, we haven't found a good technique yet, so... Just pick a tweet that you, of someone you want to annoy, and that would hopefully respond. And there you get is points scoring. By, yeah, they're scoring. Go oh, ahead. so here's see. the scoring. So if they like the tweet, it's one point. If they retweet it, it's two. If they reply, it's five. And if they email us, it's ten. So now, first up, we're going to do Chris because Chris, unfortunately, oh wait, hold on, who did this? Who liked this? Interesting. So. <laughs> Chris, from our last episode, our guest, Chris Podcasts, found a tweet by President Donald J. Trump going to New York. (laughs) We'll be with Prime Minister Abe of Japan tonight talking military and trade. We have done much to help Japan. We'd like to see more of a reciprocal relationship. It will all work out. Boy, Mr. President, do we have a podcast for you. (laughs) Believe it or not, Donald Trump did not like the tweet. However... Some random person named Ryan Howard, not the former Philadelphia Philly, but some other Ryan Howard, liked the tweet. So, Chris gets a point. Yep, one point for Chris. Good job. And this ain't no 10-second race because we keep track of points forever. We'll keep track of your points. Whenever Mm -hmm. you come back, we could tell you what your score was from the last one, and you can add another one. So, that's why it keeps So, now I found... So, this guy, Senpai Mikey, said, I have my third speech tomorrow, LMAO. I have to inform the audience about Tokyo. Wish me luck, my homies. And then I replied to this guy, R.C. Saldana, who said, put on Tokyo Drift and say you're welcome. Crying, laughing emoji and a gif of a Tokyo Drift. And I said, boy, do we have a podcast for you. I also got one like R.C. Saldana, the actual mm. person. So here's a question, Joe, and I don't, I don't want to just give myself more points here, but like, should it be worth more if the person we're tweeting to liked it as opposed to just a random person? No. Or no? One point. Okay. One point. So I got one point there. So I am, that's my first point. You know, we are 14 episodes, or this is episode And 15. Joey has won. <laughs> the one total point. is wow. one uh, so far. Joey, you're picking the wrong people. Apparently. We don't know what, how, what the right people are either, so it's... <laughs> So then here, so this is where oh, you didn't tell them. You didn't tell them about me yet. That I have a a, a knack for picking accounts that get suspended. Forever oh, Joe has picked Twitter. twice. That's gotten suspended, and one time, or maybe it wasn't the third time. Maybe somebody else did one where they tweeted at somebody who then became private. <laughs> this game <laughs> right. you know, doesn't always have winners. It's more losing than winners. Joe picked someone. This is the weirdest tweet. This is something that Joe and I had no idea. It was a meme, apparently, but Chris explained it to us. Get two jars of rice. Put one jar in front of a TV playing the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift and use the other car to fucking come in. Approximately 30 days later, one jar of rice will be fucking covered in cum and the other will not, will still not know how to drive because it's fucking rice. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. So then, no likes, no retweets. However, two-star Yelp review at X Mango Juice replied, said, man, did you even read the tweet? So she gets five points there, so it's up to seven. Then I'm going to jockey for points here. I then replied and said, yes, we read the tweet. Bring your jar of rice. It might like the podcast, too. And that got five likes. So I'm going to give myself five points on that one. Okay. 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 We, we had to split. We had to split those because I started it. No, because if I'll we split, half, I don't I'll get any ground. That's exactly. <laughs> I will take 
four points because that was I didn't crowdsource that for you. I will give you one of the five points. It should be it should be sixty forty at least. Fine, I'll give you two points and I'll take three. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so after thirteen rounds or however many times we play this, Joe has nine. I have four. Chris podcast has one. Nobody else has any points. Okay, I got mine for today. So so Can while we do this one, Liam and Ali, if you have not started already, look on Twitter. We're sending them all from the same account at Cage Club Pod Twitter account. If you, once you find a tweet, just put it in the Discord chat. Joe found his from at Vin Diesel. At Vin Diesel, it's no, it's at Vin Dies. Vin Dies. One six seven zero oh, two eight four seven, and it's a person that is apparently a Vin Diesel fan and tagged Vin Diesel and said Dom and Letty all love. That's the tweet that I want to. Boy, do we have a podcast for them? Seriously. All right. I'm hoping that one works out well. I think that's a Boy, good do we have a podcast for you. Vin Diesel, Dom and Letty, all love. Oh my god, Liam. <laughs> all right, so Liam, do you want to read yours? I'd love to. So so my tweet is from at Harley Quing, it seems. Sure. The tweet is, learning about sex by watching porn is like learning how to drive by watching Fast and Furious. <laughs> Boy, do we have a podcast for you. This tweet from April. Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We have no idea. But that tweet had a lot of traction in April. It did it have did. a lot of traction. Yeah. We tried ones with traction. Sometimes that doesn't work. We've tried ones without old ones and new ones. Who the fuck knows? This is a great one, Ellie. Oh, Ellie God. found, I just got my new truck back. I named that sexy bit Iguana. Team Unique did a great job. So I like that this combines... Cars and iguanas. And it's Jason exactly. Derulo. Is this the real Jason it Derulo? It is Jason Derulo, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, my God. Boy, I've seen Jason Derulo live before. Do we have a podcast for you? So now, wow. Fast and Furious. I need to Imagine find if we start getting emails from Jason Derulo about the, like, yeah, that iguana episode was dope. And that's just it. Jason Derulo. He signs it with his voice. It's like an audio note at the end of the message. <laughs> Here's one I found. This one is pretty good. It's it's brand new. Again, I don't know if this is a great one or not, but at okay. Mighty Jack Young, Hellhound on Twitter, somebody a quote tweeted a 14 years ago today, GTA San Andreas released, and he said, this ludicrous in Fast and Furious 7. Boy, <laughs> do we have a podcast for you. I just like, I mean, that is the kind of thing where, like, you see something, right? Like, you see something completely, wholly and completely unconnected to the Fastiverse, and, like, your brain just goes, oh, that's Tej. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that is really, truly our type of fan. I agree. Any last thoughts, Ellie or Liam, anything that we have not talked about that you want to make sure we cover before we close up shop for today? I can't think of anything. I think we've, we've been pretty thorough with, uh, with fast. Although, uh, do we need to talk about, I know Ellie was, was moaning to me last night about the title of this film. Okay. It's weird that it's, it's gone from the fast and the furious. And then this film doesn't have a number and it's just fast and furious. And that confused me and annoyed me. Rachel said she wanted it to be named The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I 100% agree. And I can't believe they didn't do it. Yeah. She's like, which one is it? And she had to like go through my playlist of them and be like, oh, she she had to count them because she was like, which, like, the names don't make sense. So. Yeah. I think I, it just is because it's like, hey, the this is a reboot. Yes. Is it is it an official reboot or is it like mm, a soft? It's, it's, it's a soft. It's like a reset as opposed to a reboot. Okay. Yeah. Although you could sort of go down the like too fast, too furious line and put like the number four in there somewhere. So have like uh like fast that was the forever. Joke, <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> yeah. This is what I have to deal with, guys. That should be. You should rebrand Nerd on Nerd. Just called that was the joke, Liam. <laughs> <laughs>
and it's just, you know, nothing changes. It's just the same show it is now, but, you know, yeah. just yeah. what I can only imagine is the most common thing you say on that show. <laughs> that was the joke. At the end. Well, thank you both for. I'm glad you guys came on. I hope that you had fun. Yeah, I had a yeah, lot of fun having both of you on. So, yeah, love to have you back on the future lap. Talk about uh, a movie later in the series that Joe and Liam and I love and that Ellie has not seen yet, but will soon love as well. Hopefully. I feel pretty confident in saying that she will. I'm pretty confident, yeah. I'm pretty confident, too. But yeah, so thanks so much for joining us. Um, why don't you talk about your show? Talk about Nerd on Nerd a little bit. Me and Liam uh, host a show called Nerd on Nerd where we chat about... We, we, we tell each other a film or a, a video game that we have to play and or just chat about it. That's sort of a lie, though, because it's really just an hour of us just titting about and then... An hour of us talking about something. Yeah, arguing. Go listen to it. Just go listen to it. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. (laughs) Listen to Nerd on Nerd. And I know that there has been uh, some scheduling issues lately, but it normally comes out every week, correct? Every Uh, other week. Every other week. Every other week. Well, that shows how much I know about your show, and I apologize (laughs) for not being more researched, but... Go check out Nerd on Nerd if you want to cross the pond and do an international podcast. Nerd on Nerd out of the UK. Highly recommend it. Also, we were on an episode a long, long time ago. What did we talk about? That Was it was it Zac Efron? Yeah, we, we talked about, oh, what was it? The Friends one, where he's a DJ. Oh, we are, oh, yeah, we are we, your oh, friends. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, that's yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah. We need to get you guys back on at some point soon, hopefully. We would love to do it. Yeah, we're down. Ooh, here's an idea. We do a crossover, sort of like we did for Zac Attack, where we talk about one of these movies on your show. Love it. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. going to force Ellie to watch more of them as well. So, yeah. perfect. I'm going to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like now you have to. Like she's not into it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's been nothing but agreeance from Ellie. Like, yeah. just, I will watch these. And Liam's like, no, no, no. Like, never going to happen. I've spent the last, like, three years telling her to watch these. And she just keeps fobbing me off. Yeah, but I don't trust you, Liam. I think that's <laughs> very clear. Yeah. I trust Joe and Joey. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you both for joining us. And remember, uh, listeners, we are now going to every other week, just like Nerd on Nerd, every other Tuesday. So Fast Five will come out in five days on November 6th. Go check that out. And then, Joe, I was thinking about today that we don't have a plan for Lap 4. We've got to figure out what Lap 4 is. Lap 3 is going to be the ride-along. I don't know if Lap 4 is going to be... I want to do a lap completely on Whippets the whole time. That's not yet. That's (laughs) way too soon. That is way too soon. It's the the NOS lap. It'll be boosted. Quick question. When a new one comes out, do you have to watch it a bunch so you're kind of you've watched each one the same number of times, or does no. it just slip in? I think in? we're gonna cut it in. Okay, we'll cut it in. We'll probably do like a bonus special edition, like oh, Hobbs and Shaw is out. Like we're gonna go do this now, and then we'll just write, we'll add it into our rotation whenever that you know whenever yeah, it falls in. But yeah, and this is just going on forever. It's going on forever, forever. and ever. <laughs> I love it. Eventually, we're gonna cut in uh, pit stops, like uh, bonus laps where we just talk about like the movies of Paul Walker or car movies or whatever, like any any number of possibilities there but for now all fast and furious all the time every two weeks uh, ad nauseum on repeat every two weeks (laughs) yeah (laughs) how long do you guys think it'll be until that starts becoming difficult we don't know we really don't and that's a point that we're trying to figure out when it's going to happen but i'm like nowhere near the end yet i'm not worn out yet so well we've also this is episode 15 like i hope you're nowhere near the end yet like we're very close (laughs) to the beginning (laughs) i know We haven't even finished Lab 2, because one thing that we've heard, Liam, is that we've had people write in who have listened to other shows that were similar to this or very similar to this. They all got burnt out, or even from the beginning, they seem to be, like, kind of negative toward it, and so... No, but we have, like, different laps and different goals for each lap, so 
Oh, four, we could do like the extended editions and stuff. Just. I was thinking of that, you know, yeah. the, 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 the bonus features lap of, of yeah. sorts. And then just have guests on whenever we want to have guests on there. Yeah, so thank you. Check out Nerd on Nerd. Check out all the other shows here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Check out, you know, Zack Attack. Liam was on our Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure 2 episode. Which was classic. An episode where Zac Efron is... Oh, no, wait. No, 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 no. He was on Sharpay, Sharpay 1. Yes, and that's when yes, we found the fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. Yes, which is when we found the fan fiction. Uh, a movie in which Zac Efron is not in. Uh, so he's on the Zac Efron podcast. And then uh, Liam was also on our Step Up 2 episode for Magic Mike's, a movie in which Channing Tatum is on screen for about three minutes. So you know, we found on two podcasts to talk about two different dudes who have been on screen combined three minutes in those movies yes. so. but then i did go on to watch the other step up films and found a new love of my life so i guess i have to thank you guys for <laughs> that have you watched the, the other step up movies yet like have you have you followed in those footsteps uh no so liam next birthday fast and furious birthday after yeah. that step up cool sounds like a plan and then just you know berate your friends into watching your favorite films like that is you know sounds he like he does that anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> but for all things too fast too forever and all of our other shows you can go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on twitter and instagram Find our Facebook page, facebook.com slash too fast too forever. You can now listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, as well as cageclub.me and anywhere else you probably find your podcast. If whatever your preferred podcast catcher does not have our show, let us know. Email family at cageclub.me and I'll try to get it on there. Email family at cageclub.me. Just say hi. Give us your rankings if you're a new listener. Give us your thoughts on the episodes and the movies. Just, we will read whatever you say on air. He reads anything. I will read anything. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you in five short days for Fast Five. Ooh, five, Fast Five and Five. You know what I mean, Joe? Ooh, Five and Five? Yeah, I like it. Two and Two? Two on and Lou? Joe Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And that was Liam and Ellie of the Nerd on Nerd podcast, and we will see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. You can